the quickest and best way to grow your business is growing your people. And today, we're going to help you do just that by identifying the growth that is needed and supporting it so that you, your team, and your organization can grow well. Welcome to the Leadwell Podcast, where we give mission-driven leaders principled and practical advice so they can do just that, lead well. I'm your host, John Kidwell, and I love being able to be here with you every single week. This is the third episode, and I got to tell y'all, I'm just so, <laughs> I'm so grateful. I am, I moved. Um, it means so much to me that you uh, have taken the time to review, to share, to subscribe to this. Um, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. Please continue to do that. That helps me know how we're doing. It also helps share with other folks. And this is also the last week that we are incentivizing, giving away 150 bucks to multiple people for those that enter. Uh, give us a review and enter for your chance to win $150. Here's how you do it. Go to your favorite podcast platform, leave us a review, snap a screenshot, and email it to me at podcast at leadwell.com or text me the picture at 832-895-1253 for your chance to win. Today, we are talking about growth, and it is the quickest, fastest, best way to grow your business. Our key principle for today, your impact grows when you do. That's true for you. That's true for your team. That's true for your organization. So how do we know that it's going to pay off? Because it's a leap of faith to say, I'm going to invest. I'm going to pour in. I'm going to help people improve personally, professionally. How do we know that it's going to pay off? The American Society for Training and Development says that if companies invest in training employees, they can benefit from a 24% higher profit margin. 24% higher profit margin for those that invest in training. A LinkedIn report from 2019 gave all of us great news for this time where we are experiencing a labor force that is turning over faster and faster and faster. The LinkedIn report says this, if companies invest in coaching, training, and education opportunities, they'd likely retain 94%. 94% say if you pour into us, we will stay and pour back into the organization. That was from 2019, just peaked at the one from 2023. Guess what? Training and development is still the number one factor in retention, according to that LinkedIn Learning Report. Let's focus in on this and growing the impact by growing our people. Now, I just want to start by letting you know one of the things that helped me grow and it's not exactly an easy one to share because it's about me and it was a it was a piece of feedback that was really hard to handle so there was a time in my career where i was a executive helping lead ops in a uh, 5000 individual organization that was serving globally and and we had a pretty good reach and part of this team my leader pulled me aside after uh, one of our meetings and said hey here's the thing. I know 
that you are a person of integrity. I know that you are doing what you can for the team. And still, your inability to engage in conflict in these meetings and share feedback has me and others thinking that you're holding back and that you're not being completely honest. To be a part of this team, you need to be able to engage in healthy conflict and engage in the meetings in real time. That was one of those pieces of feedback where you stand there, you say, thank you. And you get to the car and you just let it out. You cry, you call your coach, you do whatever you got to do to work your way through all the way back to being able to say, is this something that I want to do? And that's hard for that leader to tell me. And I am still grateful almost a decade later for that person taking the time to do that. Because on the other side of that, when I grow, when you grow, when your team grows, the collective impact grows. And we're going to work through how we can help individuals grow by identifying the needed growth. Just like that leader did for me, we're going to help you do that for your team. Now, just big old asterisks. If you're sitting there saying, well, I'm in one of those big organizations like you were, and we have a big old training and development and we have all of these steps. And for me to be able to go through, you know, we're going to have to get it approved and we're going to have to do this. And I love those because they organize growth in a trajectory where we can actually measure it, evaluate it and come around and help people kind of systematically grow. And if that's not there, if you're in a smaller organization, just start. And if you're in a big organization and that's what you're looking at, take it in your one-to-one -one leadership with your teammate, with someone that you lead or in the team that you supervise and start where you can. The big old systems don't get to be big old systems by just building the system. They start with one and they add and they add and they add. So you need to start where you are. There are three steps that you can do to identify the needed growth and then help your people grow so that the impact grows. They are set the target, model the way, and support it. Set the target is number one. You saw this in my story with my leader. The leader set the target and told me very clearly, this is what needs to happen for you to succeed and for you to be a part of this team. And you have these inside of your organization. There are shortfalls. It could be on fundraising or sales. It could be in our ability to communicate. Perhaps it is on program delivery. We need to identify where the shortfall is and set the target for what that growth looks like. This is what we need to achieve. This is what the expectation or the standard looks like. Set the target so that the people can clearly run towards the target that you have set for them. Without a clear target, then we get into, well, you know, I would really like to learn X. Maybe it's copywriting. Maybe it's a German polka. Maybe it is something that has nothing to do with the business needs. As the leader, you need to identify the business needs and what is keeping us from achieving those and then set the target for yourself, for your team to go get it. Number two, 
after we set the target. Number two, model the way. This one comes right back to us as a leader. If we go to my leader who told me, hey, you need to engage in healthy conflict. You need to be present in the meetings and share ideas as they are in real time. Guess what? This person did that. This leader was able to do those things and model the way. And now all of us as leaders, we, once we set the target, we have to model the way. I'm, we have to show that we are a learning leader. We have to show that we are striving or delivering on the standards that we have set. How do we do this? Well, we get training. For me in that season, I went out to a train, a leadership development training experience that was a week long. It was intense. It was life-changing. Get training. The other thing that I did, I told you, you get into that car, you, <clears throat> you cry it out, you call your coach. I called my executive coach and said, here's what it is. We're changing our plan. I got this piece of feedback. I want to grow in this because I want to continue to contribute and be as impactful, make a difference. So get with your coach and say, this is the piece of feedback where we need to grow. Training, coaching, and then as you are growing, tell your team, I'm trying something new. Here's a goal that I have. Ask questions, get feedback so that you can continue to grow. And one of the ways that we as leaders can model the way is when we are there, when we do achieve the standard, when we've hit the target and we are great at leading by example. One of the ways that we can continue to help our team by modeling the way is by sharing our stories, by turning around and saying, oh, I've been there. I understand. Here's something that worked for me. Here's what it looked like when I was in this organization over here. Sharing our stories helps others see what that target looks like so that they can grow into it. And then that last thing that we have to do as leaders is we have to support it. Once we set the target, we model the way, we have to support it. What does support look like for us as leaders when we are growing people? Here's some ideas for you. Support looks like giving it time. Growth happens over time. It's when we can give grace, where we can share truth, and where we can give the time that it needs to get there. So maybe you carve out time inside of the workday. Maybe you say, hey, you come in 30 minutes early. I'll meet you 30 minutes early and we can have a one-on-one -on -one mentor conversation. I can help you grow in this area. Or maybe you send them to a training like I was sent to a training. You got to give them time. Another way that we support it is by reallocating some portion of the workload. Depending on the priority, like if it's a communications role and we need that right away or a fundraiser role and we need them to go raise money right away, perhaps we take off some of the workload, put them into some training and get them focused on the growth as part of the job so that they can turn around and deliver right away. Another thing that we can do as leaders is uh, we can invest money in training. We can bring in the resources that support it, bring in the training, uh, bring in facilitators, bring in coaches, 
But we as leaders need to turn around and support it. And when we do these things, all of a sudden, everybody else sees, oh, this really matters. They are willing to invest in, support, and help us achieve the target. That's why the retention goes up. Because as an individual sitting there that's saying, hey, this is what you need to do to get successful at your job. And here's what I'm going to do to help you get there. All of a sudden, that bond to the organization is there. This is a mutually beneficial relationship at this point. And I want to be a part of this. Not only have you clarified your purpose and I know why the work is important. Now you are actually investing in me and helping me grow. Oh, I am even more committed. That's that's why retention, not just because they get to take a training or because we've put it on all of our HR documents that we have all the training. It's when it actually happens, when it becomes real. So as leaders to build the growth that we need, set the target, model the way and support it. And when you do, when you do what you will see is there's a growth that happens in you, in your team, in your organization that results in greater impact for the people that you serve and the work that you do. All right. We're getting ready to jump in that time where we take questions, answer the questions from leaders, from listeners, so that we can help you every single day in your leadership. Navigate the stressful, the complex, the emotional, whatever that might be. Send in your question to podcast at leadwell.com or leave me a voicemail or text me at 832-895-1253 and we will answer your question in a future episode. All right. And we love taking leader and listener questions, Matthew, in our trainings, in our coachings, in our webinars. We do Q&A all the time. What's one that we brought to the podcast today? Yeah, you bet. So our first question here is something leaders often ask more about in our trainings, and it's about delegating. We hear leaders say, I am delegating. I've tried to do it with my staff and it's not working. I'm not seeing results. So how do we do it well and make it work? It's so hard. I don't know about you all, but the boomerang effect here go do and it comes back because it's not good enough or because I haven't honestly like I own my part I haven't trained you well enough and here's here's what we walk through folks through instructing is the first step coaching and then equipping so imagine with me quickly here that we're preparing somebody to drive a car and that's what your organization is. That's what this responsibility is, is they're going to drive this car and you want them to be able to do it without you in the car, right? So instruct, coach, equip, imagine it like this. In the beginning, you are in the driver's seat. You're the one driving and they're watching you. This is part of how you instruct them and teaching them and telling them, this is what we do. This is why this area is important. Here's the skill. Here's the process. This will get you to this level of result that we expect. And then once we coach, we flip seats, right? We flip. You're either in that passenger seat where you still might have a steering wheel or a little brake pad, depending on uh, how we are in the student driving uh, process, if you will. Maybe you're in the back seat, but we don't really want to be a backseat driver as a coach. So instead, what we want to do is help guide them, ask questions, reflect what's going on, help them build a plan. But we really, we want them driving. And the best is just releasing it just a little bit. Like nobody 
gets in the car and gets right on the highway and is like, okay, good luck, especially here in Houston. I don't know if I could learn how to drive at 16 in Houston trying to get on these highways. So get them into places where they have opportunities to fail. (laughs) Yes, fail, make mistakes, learn from mistakes so that they can continue to grow. And then in that equipping stage, imagine that you're out of the car. Now you are out of the car and they are driving. Well, how do you, and this is probably where it comes in, Matthew, is that trust and verify piece is how do I do that? Well, if I've set the expectation, if I've trained to it, if I have results or responsibilities that I'm looking for, I can look at those measures. If you do what we train, then you would bring that back into your one-on-one meeting where you're checking on how things are going in, in the advance piece. You're asking questions about the progress and you're looking how we're doing at results versus how we desire to do. Um, but you're going back in there. And, you know, it could be for this person that is asking oftentimes, uh, maybe it's just not the right person at the right time. Uh, and so we might go all the way back up and see if it is in fact a proper fit. Um, but wherever it lands in there, if it is the right person, if it's instructing, coaching or equipping, we'd walk back through and, and ask this person that question and say, where did it fall apart? And then dive in there and, and keep going from there. So wherever you heard yourself, if you're thinking, I sent it out and it came right back to me, go back into those steps and those stages and continue to work the process. What do we have next, Matthew? Yeah, it's what we're doing right now. We've done, we do it in many ways, but it's about communicating. What are some things you think about when you're talking to leaders and groups and tell us about how a leader can communicate well with their teams and their organization? It's a great question. John Maxwell recently said that communication is the number one skill a leader needs. And I think about Donald Miller. He's an author, a business owner. And he says, if you confuse, you lose. So like those two things are always in my head around communication. So some things that I think about uh, when I go in and also when we train teams, this is some of the structure that we put out for how do you communicate well as a leader? It needs to be clear, concise, and compelling. Clear, concise, compelling. Clear, meaning it needs to be understandable, digestible. I There's no ambiguity, right? It has to be clear. Second one, concise. We've all had the too long, didn't read emails or the fact that we watched this speech for 60 minutes. It needs to be concise. What does that do for us as a leader? It, it does actually mean that we have to be consistent and frequent because we can't say everything every single time. But clear, concise. And that last one, compelling. I think about, does this drive me to act? We believe that the act of influencing others' attitudes, thoughts, behaviors toward a shared purpose is the definition in the heart of leadership. And if it is not compelling, if it does not move me to act, it has failed as communication. How do you do those three? I would tell you the underlying piece for all of that is that there is connection to the people, connection to the action that we'd like to see happen, and connection to whatever information that I'm sharing. So building that connection and then bringing it in in a clear, concise, and compelling way is 
and a very effective way for leaders to communicate, whether it is one-on-one <laughs> via a podcast or uh, in an email, a large group message, whatever it may be. All right. I think we have time for one more. What you got for me? We do. So uh, <laughs> let's hear, what do you feel are the most important attributes of successful leaders today? Well, I would say that regardless of the day, uh, it's these three things. Uh, are they a, a leader of character? Um, do they have great relationships? And do they have the skills to deliver? Character, are they, are, are they who they say they are? And do they act, especially under pressure, but do they act in a way that they say that they act? Do they have integrity, right? Are they a leader of character? Do they have relationship, healthy relationship with the people where it is trusting where we can hash things out where we can mutually try to help each other grow and benefit and then do they have the skills to be able to deliver for me right if i'm trying to achieve something can this person help me do they have the skills to deliver impact are they able to do what they say they can do or they want us to do can they help us do those things so uh character relationship and skills attributes of the best leaders ever. All right. I think that's enough for us today for those questions. So thank you so much, everyone. Continue to send in your questions. Please send them to podcast at leadwell.com or leave me a voicemail. Send me a text at 832-895-1253. And it would mean the world if you shared, if you subscribed, and if you left a review. This is the last week, September 8th. We turn it off and we're giving away multiple $150 gifts. So please leave us a review, snap a screenshot, send it to me at podcast at leadwell.com or text me that pic at 832-895-1253. Enter for your chance. This is the last week to do it. And as always, my friends, be well so that you can lead on and God bless you.